Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. You have your Bibles, turn to the Gospel of Luke, the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 2, we're in this series called Wonderful. Somebody say Wonderful. And there's a play on that word wonderful because the holidays can be full of a lot. Schedules are full. I know our bellies are full. Come on, somebody. It's filled with a lot of things. And our our heart through this series is that we would capture the miracle of Christmas, the, the, the awe, the wonder, the magnificence of the season. Last week, we talked about the wise men. And uh, we talked about being grateful, full of gratitude. These wise men, they gave their attention, they gave their hearts, and they gave their very best. I hope, by the way, that you are following along with our devotions. There's some great writing that's really drilling down. I know we're only able to talk about so much on a Sunday, but our staff has written devotionals to track along with this series. And every day of the week, we're able to take an in-depth look of the Christmas narrative. And so the devotionals last week centered around the wise men. And today, I want to talk to you about the shepherds. And the the title of the message today is Joyful, Joyful, Full of Joy. Now, let me, before we kind of launch into this, I want to say this, I want to share this as your pastor, um, because I, I want to be dialed in to the emotions and the feelings that are evoked this time of year. I know that sometimes, for many of us, the holidays are difficult. You know, we, we, we sing that song, it's the most wonderful time of the year. See, babe, they like my singing. They really do. But you know, the, the, the honest truth is sometimes it's the most painful time of the year. It's the most hurtful time of the year. For some people, it's the most dreadful. Come on. Sometimes we dread the holidays. I know I, I talked to my dad. My parents divorced uh, a, a long time ago. And, um, you know, my dad has lived by himself. And so he's not close to a family and he's never remarried. And so he struggles. He says, Mike, I can't stand the last six weeks of the year. I just want to get through from Thanksgiving to the end of the year. I'm just trying to endure it. I know that's out there. And so I don't want to preach some happy, clappy, sing-song, sappy. You know, I want to be dialed into reality because the truth is life is hard. People are hurting. Can I have a good amen? For some of you, this is the first Christmas that you're going to have without your parents or without a a child, without a loved one. I I get the fact that there's emptiness. And and in fact, I'll say this. Sometimes the holidays will magnify the emptiness in your soul. If there's brokenness in your family, or watch this, if there's dysfunction in the house, come on, talk to me. It's easy to kind of just hydroplane over some of that stuff, but when the holidays hit, sometimes that stuff gets magnified. Can I have a good amen? And so I want to talk to you a little bit about how to remedy some of that. And it's not about emotions, and it's not about feelings. And I want to tell you this, I'm not going to preach you into happiness today. I won't do it, but I'll give you Jesus. 
in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your sorrow, in the midst of your emptiness, I think there is a source of joy. And these shepherds point to that. Luke chapter 2, starting with verse 8, the Bible says this, and this is so familiar, and I love the Christmas narrative. I love Luke chapter 2. The Bible says that night there were shepherds. They were staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, somebody say suddenly. Don't you love the suddenlies in the Bible? You know, when you read the word suddenly, man, it just, man, heaven makes an announcement. God shows up unexpectedly. The Bible says, suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. Can I just encourage some of you here today? Fear not. Don't let fear captivate your heart and your mind through the holidays. It doesn't mean that you won't bump into fear, but don't let fear control you. The angel of the Lord says, don't be afraid, for I bring you good news. Somebody say good news. Good news that will bring you great joy. Somebody say great joy. And who's bringing good news of great joy? Where's it going? To all people. For the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, in the city of David, and you'll recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, there's that word suddenly again, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven. Come on, is anybody getting a picture of this? How many things that'd be cool to, he to hear from one angel? Angels show up and tell you something. Mm. How many know God understands the mysteries of the world? And he'll send messengers to reveal to his people what's about to happen. I think it'd be awesome just to hear from one angel, but now we have the, the host of the armies of heaven. We have this incredible choir praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Can I have a good amen? Now, I want to give you, as we walk through this passage, three different aspects of joy. As you navigate the holiday season, and I don't know how many, let's see, what is today? What is today's date? Somebody help me. The 8th. Okay, so that means we have 17 days. Turn to your neighbor and say, 17 days. How many of you have finished all your shopping already? Okay, we hate you. <laughs> Just teasing. But y'all, would you give the rest of us a chance? How many of you are just last-second people? Oh, yeah. I mean, December 24th, some of you are going to come to Christmas Eve services, and you're going to walk out to that cafe, and you're going to buy some because you forgot to give a gift to somebody. As you navigate the next 17 days, I want to help us as it relates to joy. This story shows us three aspects of it, and if you're taking notes, the first is this. Number one, true joy. Somebody say true joy. Now, I'm not talking about happiness. How many of you know there's a difference between joy and happiness? Let me just stop right here and say this. Happiness is based on happenings. Well, I'll be happy when this happens. Let me tell you what. If you say, I'll be happy when, that's a race that has no finish line. Well, I'll be happy when I get out of school. And guess what? You get out of school and you realize, <laughs> I need a job. And then you get a job, and you say, well, well, I'll be happy when I'm making the right money. And then you get that pay raise. And you're like, okay, 
Well, I got to have somebody to spend it on. I'll be happy when I get married. (laughs) Oh, yes, you will. Somebody said single people are sad and married people are mad. Come on, talk to me. (laughs) And then you get married and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Surely there's got to be more than that. I'll be happy when I have kids. (laughs) Oh, man. And you're thinking, man, I'll be happy when these kids get out the house. And then the kids grow up and they leave and you're thinking, man, it sure is quiet in here. See, do you realize how you started saying, I'll be happy in high school, and now that your kids are grown and gone, you're still searching for happiness. You see, happiness is based on happenings, but joy, come on somebody, joy is based on Jesus. And, and it's not necessarily, you know, what happens to us, but it's what God is doing in us. When you have Jesus, you have the seed of joy to match everything that you'll need. Whatever season of life you walk through, or regardless of what happens to you, you've got the presence of God inside of you, and that's true joy. Somebody say good news. You see, the angel of the Lord made an announcement and said, hey, listen, listen, I got some good news for you. Now, this, there's a reason why this is such a big deal. If you know your biblical history, uh, from the end of the Old Testament to the beginning of the New Testament, from the book of Malachi to the Gospels, there's 400 years, 400 years of silence. God had not said anything to his people. There was no prophetic word. There was no instruction from heaven for 400 years. But on this night, heaven broke its silence. Heaven says, wait a second now, I got something to say. How many of you know the world is always talking, and sometimes we listen to everything the world says, and if you're always going to listen to what the world's saying, you're going to be depressed. Turn on the news at night. How many thinks it's a bad idea to watch the 10 o'clock news? Because you're going to bed mad. Are you going to bed sad? You know what? If you're constantly listening to the announcements around you, what the world has to say, you're going to be depressed. Listen, you can't appreciate the good news until you know how bad the the bad news really is. You see, if it bleeds, it leads. Come on now. I mean, that's all we report is the bad stuff. Before you can appreciate this announcement, you need to know the bad news about life. Here's the bad news that all of us are born into this world lost. We're born into this world with a sin nature. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, from that day to this day, every person who's ever been born was born with a sin nature. You say, well, Mike, wait a second. I'm a good person. Here's the, let me see if I can say this the right way. Here's the confusion. Sometimes we think we are good people who occasionally do bad things. The truth is, with our sin nature, we are bad people who sometimes do good things. How many of you know, left to yourself, you will self-destruct? If you are to subtract Jesus from your life, your best moments, your greatest works, your righteousness, the Bible says, is filthy rags. 
So we don't earn our way into a good standing with God. The Bible says we are born into sin. We are sinful people. We are separated from God. And it doesn't matter how many times we go to church, how many acts of kindness we, we do, how much Bible we read. If we don't have Jesus in our hearts, we are destined to eternal destruction. That's the bad news. And so I hope that you don't come to church in an effort to achieve behavior modification. Apart from Christ, you can't be good enough to get into heaven. You can't. All of our good works, and thank God for good works. We do good deeds not to get a relationship with God. We do good deeds because God dwells within us. Can I have a good amen? So, so, so the bad news is we've broken God's laws. Our good works will not compensate for it. I was reminded of a story, three little boys growing up together, these three brothers. Norman was eight years old, Jeffrey was six years old, and David was four years old. Well, on Christmas Eve, their mom found a letter written to Santa. It said, Dear Santa, Jeffrey, now he's good some of the time, David is good from time to time, but my, that Norman, he is good all the time. I just thought you'd want to know before the big night. Love, Norman. (laughs) How many know Norman thinks Norman's good all the time? The truth is this. You might be a Jeffrey or you might be a David, but nobody in here is a Norman. Can I have a good amen? Nobody gets it right 100% of the time. There is nobody perfect. There is none righteous. That's the bad news. You know, I remember a couple years ago that my son found an old VHS cassette. How many remember the VHS days? Okay, for those of you that are millennials in here, you don't know what I'm fixing to talk about. But man, that's that little like ribbon. Remember those little cassettes and you plug into the VCR? Yeah, I know I'm speaking code to a lot of you. Remember the VCRs that had the remote, that had the wire that was literally attached to that silver box? Yeah, so, so Trevor finds this, this VHS cassette of, of a highlight reel of me in high school playing basketball. And I found him watching it, and he was amazed. He's like, Dad. Two things he noticed in this highlight reel. It was my senior year in high school. I think I averaged 30 points and 10 rebounds. Come on. First thing, two things he recognized, he said, Dad, your shorts are shorts. <laughs> he said, it looked like you run around in a diaper. Come on, for real. Remember those days when you play ball? <laughs> oh, thank God for progress. He said, Dad, your shorts are short. He said, but he said, man, you were awesome. He said, Dad, you never missed a shot. <laughs> it's like, I know. He said, what, why are you a preacher? I mean, why didn't you go to like the NBA? I mean, you could have been like LeBron James. I said, I know. But I just felt the Lord leading me into a ministry of caring for the poor and serving the kingdom. I mean, no, that's not true. All he saw was my highlights. Listen, we like to talk about our highlights. We like to show off the good things that we do, but I can I tell you this, God knows the low lights as well. 
He sees everything. He knows our good days. He knows our bad days. The angel of the Lord showed up to a group of shepherds and says, I have some good news for you. You see, good news fills people with hope. This is the gospel. The gospel literally means good news. Can I have a good amen? It literally means good news. It's the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. That's good news. Our joy doesn't come from circumstances, our people, our achievement. Our joy comes from the good news of the gospel. You see, a spirit of religion points a finger. But God, the, the God that we serve opens up his arms. And he says, I have good news for you. This good news is going to bring great joy. Somebody say great joy. Now, I love this because in the Greek, that phrase great joy is mega chera, or C-H-A-R-A. Mega chera is the word we get charisma. Mega charisma. Good news produces great joy joy. How many want some mega joy in your life? Mm -mm -mm. The gospel is designed to bring us mega joy. You see, I think the problem with us is not that we're too happy for God. The problem is that we're not happy enough. There's, uh, C.S. Lewis said that joy is the serious business of heaven. I'm telling you this, nobody in the universe wants you to have more joy than God himself because he is joy. That's why I think when we come to church, we ought to experience something different. You go to work, man, you're going to have depression. You're going to have anxiety, people stressed out, all the problems. You come to the house of God, you get a little taste of heaven. I mean, this ought to be a place where you feel fueled in your soul because the spirit that's in this place is a spirit of joy. You know, the Bible says, I'm telling you how serious God is about joy. In the book of Leviticus, if you, normally we don't spend a lot of time in Leviticus. But in Leviticus 23, check this out. Leviticus 23, there are eight different festivals. There are eight different holidays, holy days, holidays. You see how we got that holiday? There are certain holy feasts. There are celebrations that God prescribed for the nation of Israel. Uh, the Sabbath. Passover, unleavened bread, the feast of first fruits, harvest, trumpets, the day of atonement, the feast of shelters. These are eight different parties that God prescribed for the nation of Israel. And he told them this, do no work on those days. Mm. What's he saying? Take the day off. Come on, somebody. He said, I want you to gather with your family. I want you to eat. I want you to drink, I want you to sing, I want you to dance, I want you to celebrate and reflect on the goodness of God. God's serious about joy. Think about it. Eat, drink, fellowship, dance, sing. God must be Cajun. Come on, somebody. I knew there's something about God that I love so much. It resonates with us. How many know in South Louisiana we like to have a good time? Mm -mm -mm. Listen, if the only thing, oh, hear me, hear me, hear me. I feel the Holy Ghost here. If the only thing that you got right about your faith in God, now think about this. This is a big book right here from Genesis to Revelation. There's a lot of things to do, a lot of things not to do, a lot of stuff to pay attention to. Sometimes we don't always get it right. But if the only thing you got right about your faith in God was joy, evangelism would be a piece of cake. 
People would be desperate. They want what you have. Turn to your neighbor and say, am I fun to hang out with? Ask him that. Just ask him that. Do you you enjoy being with me? Some of you need to go home today and gather with your kids and ask your kids. Come on, how many know your kids will tell you the truth? Do you know that they say this? Studies say, studies say that a child, watch this, this is is awesome. Statistics tell us that a child laughs on the average 46 times a day. 46 times a day, a child will laugh. You know how many times a day an adult will laugh? Four. Turn to your neighbor and say, ha. Say, ha, ha. See, I got you halfway there. You've laughed twice already. Isn't it sad that we grow older and then we miss something that we had as children? Come on now. We miss it. When you're a kid, everything in your life is up. Wait up. Hold up. Shut up. Daddy, can I stay up? Mama, I'll just, I'll clean up. When you're a kid, everything is up. But when you're an adult, everything is down. Slow down. Calm down. Come down here. Put that down. I think God's trying to say something to his church. The angel made an announcement, and then this heavenly host shows up, and the Bible says they were filled with great joy. Somebody say good news. Say great joy. Say all people. Now, here's where it gets good. This announcement, consider who the announcement came to. The shepherds. Now, in the ancient Jewish system, they were the lowest of the low. Nobody wanted to be a shepherd. Are you kidding me? The class society, they were the bottom rung. And guess where the announcement came? To the shepherds. You know who should have known? King Herod, he was king of the Jews. What about all the wise men and the the, the scribes and the priests and the religious elite? They should have known, but the announcement didn't come to them. The announcement came to the lowest of the low. The highest possible announcement came to the lowest possible people. Don't you love that about God? Come on, put your hands together. It's for all people. You don't have to be the who's who of the Christian zoo to be loved by God. Don't you love that about your God? I love that. God, the greatest possible message will come to the lowest possible people. That's true joy. You know what makes the gospel offensive to some people? It's not who it keeps out, but who it lets in. Guess what? The gospel includes you, includes me. I love that. Look at what it says, verse 15. Somebody say true joy. Number two, contagious joy. Somebody say contagious joy. Verse 15, when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's do this. Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried to the village, and what did they find? They found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, look what they did. The shepherds told everyone what had happened. And what the angel had said to them about this child, all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. 
You see, it's not just true joy, but this joy is contagious. It's a joy that spreads. When you have a genuine encounter with the Almighty God, you cannot keep quiet about it. Mm-mm. You know, I think there's something innate, something instinctively built within every one of us that we have to share what we enjoy. You know, that, that's why social media has exploded. What is it? We're talking. We want to show you pictures. Man, how many enjoy your grandbabies? Yeah, and if you got a social media account, then you're showing those grandbabies to everyone, right? You're going to show them off. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We like to tell people the good things we've experienced. You know, if you've lost 10 pounds, you're going to find your way in every conversation to bring that up somewhere. Come on, talk to me. Man, that's good news, baby. It needs to be shared. A guy told me not long ago, he said, Mike, uh, you know, th- this month my goal has been to lose five pounds. And he said, two weeks already into this month, and I've got nine more pounds to go. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Something good happens to you, you want everybody to know, right? Hey, married couples, remember when you got engaged? I remember that. Only two of you? <laughs> well, is that not worth sharing? <laughs> How many know that if you get engaged, you want your fiance to tell all of her friends, come on, fellas, if you put a rock on her hand, come on, she better be like, hey, how y'all doing? (laughs) Hey, everyone, guess what happened? I had a great weekend. Does anybody want to (laughs) know? If you get engaged and she's not sharing it with anyone, You know how you registered at Dillard's? (laughs) Cancel the registration. You know that honeymoon at Sandals Resort? You better cancel that one too. You might want to go to Port Allen and celebrate. (laughs) I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Anybody from West Baton Rouge up in here with us? Okay, hey, hey, everybody say, God bless Port Allen. We love you, we love you, we really do. (laughs) I hear it's beautiful this time of year in Port Allen. No, for real. Hey, one day we will plant a campus in West Baton Rouge. Come on, somebody. And we're going to send all of our married couples. Oh, young Mary's going to the Port Allen campus. Good news has to be shared. You know what? When was the last time you shared with somebody the things that God has done in you? Remember the day when you gave your life to Christ and how you felt just a thousand pounds was lifted off of you? Remember when he took away your guilt and your shame? What about that miracle that he did in your body? What about healing that marriage that you thought was there's no hope? What about that child, that wayward son or daughter that God has brought back into your family? When was the last time you shared what the Lord has done? You see, it's got to spread. I pray there's something contagious. Maybe there's an awakening that needs to happen in our own soul as it relates to the kingdom. There's got to be something contagious about our joy. You know, I read this last week, two weeks ago. Take a guess, statistically, of all the states in the United States of America, guess which state is the number one in flu cases this year. If you said Louisiana, you are right. Okay, in fact, I heard recently they had to shut down an entire clinic 
and after hours, urgent care, because the doctor and all of the, the, the uh, medical professionals were sick. How many know that flu is contagious? Man, if somebody got the flu in your house, what you doing? I'm going to slide the meal under the door. Hope you're feeling better because you don't want to catch what they have, right? You know what I love about this church? This is one of the most affectionate churches. We, we just love to hug. We just love, man, just, man, t- turn to your neighbor. Don't you love it when I say turn to your neighbor? I know that's awkward. I know it is. Man, and you're high-fiving, man, we're hugging. In the co- Think about the journey. Oh, man. Aren't you glad we have hand sanitizer in our concourses? Yeah, man, you're just kind of like, hey, hey, oh, praise God, praise the Lord. Welcome to HPC. Oh, this is your first time? Wow, we love first-time guests. Come on up in here. Oh, you have kids? Oh, <laughs> Wow, we love children. Yeah, we got a great kids th- tonight at 5 o'clock. Man, we're going to light that Christmas tree. Well, oh, you're from Alabama? Oh, 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 praise the Lord. Welcome. I'm teasing. Y'all quit that. <laughs> what if... Don't, hey, don't you wish that our joy could be as contagious as a sneeze? Let me ask you this. Is what you have worth spreading? How contagious is your joy? The Bible says these shepherds, when they saw Mary and Joseph and they saw that baby in a manger, they had to tell everybody. When was the last time you opened up your mouth and you shared what was in your heart? Let, let me finish this. You know, the, the, the joy that we have, it's not just for us, it's for others. And I want to encourage you, the more you give away, watch it, you're missing this now, the more you give away, the more you get. If you want more joy, give what you have. Because that thing, when you give it, it comes back to you. Good measure, press down, uh-oh, come on, you're not hearing me, press down, shaken together, and What? Mm, come on, hum at me today. I love it. Let me, let me ask the band to come up. Let's, let's finish this together. Finally, verse 20. Some, somebody, somebody say, true joy. Say, contagious joy. Say, lasting joy. Look at what it says here, verse 20. The shepherds, when all this had happened, finally the Bible says the shepherds, they went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. I want you to know the word of the Lord, whatever he speaks to you, God is true to his word, and he is faithful to accomplish it. And if he says it, he will do it. If he's spoken it, he will make it good. The Bible says that everything the angel had spoken, it had happened just like he said. But you know what? After that whole experience, the Bible says they went back to their flocks. You know what that tells me? They had to go back to work. Come on, nod your head if you're with me. Now, it was great in that moment. But guess what? That moment didn't last forever. They had to go back to their jobs, back to their schedules, back to their children, back to their routine. I mean, here's what God dropped in my heart. Joy is not just for a moment, 
And it's not just for a season, but it's for a lifetime. You see, if you've got true joy, it'll be contagious, and it will last for all eternity. You know why? Because the joy that, 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 that I have, this world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it from me. Don't let the enemy rob you of something Jesus died to give you. It's yours. He said, he told his disciples, I want my joy to be in you so that your joy will be full. Don't surrender the joy of the Lord to your circumstances, to people, to bad experiences or disappointment. No, no, no. You're going to have to declare it, and then you're going to have to walk in it, and then you're going to have to fight to keep it. Can I have a good amen? Do you receive that today? Come on, put your hands together if you believe that. Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.